My dad loved to garden. Several years ago, I went out to visit him and mom, and dad was planting cucumber seeds. And I love cucumbers. This was an all-you-can-pick-and-pull cucumber buffet. There's not enough ranch dressing in the world to baptize these beauties. So dad and I got down on our hands and knees and started to plant. He handed me a little bag of cucumber seeds, and he let me do the honors. One by one, I carefully, strategically, surgically dropped the seeds into the dirt, trying to keep them a few inches away from each other so they wouldn't crowd each other out when they grew. That's how I learned how to sow. Not so with those who sowed in Jesus' day. They didn't carry a little bag of seeds from the corner hardware store. Nay, nay, these seed sowers picked up their trusty seed-sowing apron, grabbed an armful of seed, and went out into their fields. They reached their hand into the trusty apron, pulled out the seeds, and broadcast them onto the field. While some of the seeds were in the air, the wind picked them up and carried them this way and that way until by the end of the day, some of the seeds fell along the footpaths, other seeds fell on stony ground, some seeds fell on thorny ground, and thankfully, others, like hopefully the cucumber seeds, fell on good ground. Maybe Jesus saw a sower sowing seed as Jesus stood in the boat to teach the crowd who just gathered. He had a very important message to deliver and very little time in which to deliver it. Jesus was the artiste of artists by painting pictures with his words. And we're going to hear more about that right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to LJ Harry. I'm your host, and you're listening to The Story of the Sower on Simplify. The most prominent picture on the canvas is the one we know about the least. He's the lone sower. There's not a team of sowers, not even a duet. No committee, no commission, no corporate firm of associate sowers. There's not even one single sowing soul for the sower to talk to. Just one sower out sowing seed. In the story Jesus told, he gave them a hint. He is the sower. But truth be told, all of us are called by God to sow the seed of the word of God in the hearts of other people. Sowing is not just the job of preachers or reverends. All of us are called by God to share our faith, our story, our testimony with others. But I must warn you, sowing is lonely labor, and there's little to no reward, at least right away. If you want rapid reward, paint a wall or mow a lawn. But if you are willing to wait patiently to see reward in eternity, go ahead and sow. Ask any farmer anywhere if you want to harvest in the fall, somebody's got to sow seed in the spring. And Jesus spoke about the seed. He said the seed is the word of God. And there is nothing wrong with the seed. The word of God is as powerful, as inspired now as it's ever been. And we sow seed by sharing our story of what God has done for us and how his word and how his spirit have changed our lives. We don't just sow seed at church property. We sow seed around the cafeteria table or over the phone or on social media or as we ride around with family or friends in the car looking for frozen custard and we share the goodness of God with them, we are sowing seed. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, that guy eats ranch dressing on cucumbers? (laughs) Of course I do. Who doesn't? Now, don't answer that. But some of you are thinking, okay, so wait, if we're sowing seed and there's nothing wrong with the seed, why don't we see an automatic harvest all the time? And that is an excellent question. And the answer to your excellent question is found in the only variable in the parable the soil. Jesus taught not all ground is good ground. In fact, according to this parable, only one-fourth of the ground was good. 
I want you to think about that. How many of you would like to go to a doctor who got a 1.0 GPA in med school? But those are the numbers Jesus gave. He said there would be a harvest on about 25% of the seed sown. But so anyway, for the sake of the 25%. The first of the not-so-good ground was called wayside. In their day and their land, common ground was divided into long, narrow strips of ground where each farmer could do whatever he wanted with his field. And since Lowe's wasn't around to sell them vinyl fencing, the fields were separated by these footpaths or these wayside ground. A narrow ribbon about three feet across. Wayside ground so you could walk along your fields and not smash your cucumber crop. And as the sower sowed seed, some of it fell on this wayside ground. The wind picked it up and just dropped it right there on those footpaths. And as soon as it fell, the birds swooped down and scooped it up. That seed was lunch for the birds and they were waiting. Jesus said the wayside hearer is someone who hears the word of God, but they hear it with a closed mind. The seed falls on the ear. It even falls on the heart, but it doesn't fall in it. The seed takes no root because your heart has been hardened by the footsteps of disappointment. Maybe God didn't answer your prayer when you thought he should, and now your heart is hardened. Maybe you've been waiting for a promise God made you, and you're disappointed, and your heart is hardened. Or Maybe God did or allowed something to happen, and your heart is hardened. The only way to soften wayside ground is to repent and allow God to forgive you or pray and allow God to heal you so the seed of his precious word can grow in your heart again. The next soil was stony ground. This is someone who hears the word of God with an emotional mind. The seed falls on the heart, even falls in the heart, but it doesn't get very deep. No sower would intentionally waste good seed on stony ground, but most of the time, in the soil and in our hearts, the stones lie below the surface. You just don't see them. On stony ground, the harvest rule is quickly come, quickly go. As quickly as the seed grew up, it quickly withered away because there's no depth and no roots. One man said, it's not easy to be a Christian, but it's a cinch to start. <laughs> I love it when people hear the gospel and they respond right away. They come to an altar and repent of their sins. They get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in water. The very first service they're there and they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit as they come out of the water. I love those times. But Jesus warned us to be careful because he's not just interested in the seed being sown. He's interested in the seed finding good ground so it can grow. The only way to remedy stony ground is to allow conviction to come along and dig out the stones and then dig down roots so nothing, not disappointment, not offense, not bitterness, not even persecution can uproot you. The third ground is thorny ground. This is somebody who hears the word of God with a wandering mind. Seed falls on the heart, falls in the heart, but it doesn't come back because it's choked out by everything else. And these aren't garden variety thorns. These thorns are the cares and even pleasures of life. And they're not necessarily bad, but if they choke out our walk with God, our devotion with God, our time to spend with him, then they become thorns. If you've ever said, well, I'm just too busy to pray, you would be surprised how much time you actually have if you journal the time you spend online, on social media, watching TV, reading, doing Sudoku puzzles. God, forgive me for all the time I spend trying to solve Sudoku puzzles. We may just have to clear our schedule a little to make sure our walk with God is priority and we have plenty of time to spend with God so he can speak to us through prayer and through his precious word. I know that's kind of a downer, isn't it? Three out of the four are bad ground. Wow. Well, thankfully, there's good news. 
because there is good ground. This is someone who hears the word of God. They receive it. The seed falls on the heart, falls in the heart, digs down roots, and grows up fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some even a 100-fold. Could you imagine 100 cucumbers from one cucumber seed? That would be heaven. The fourth soil is not like the first three. These are the hearers who hear the word of God. They receive the word of God. They obey the word of God now and for the rest of their lives. They're not uprooted by affliction or persecution or disappointment. They're not consumed with the cares or the pleasures or the riches of this life. Their heart is good ground. But it is interesting, isn't it? Righteousness is the underdog yet again. Only one soil out of four is good. Righteousness was the underdog in Noah's day. Eight people were saved while as many as a million perished, and all they had to do was get on the boat. Righteousness was the underdog in Elijah's day. On the top of Mount Carmel, Elijah challenged 850 prophets and their gods to a duel. By the end of the day, God and Elijah won. Righteousness was an underdog in Jesus' day. Most of the crowd on that dark Friday wanted Jesus dead, but sadly, most don't always mean right. God isn't swayed by or tempted by having to be the favorite or be in the majority. In this parable, even though only one out of four soils will give a return into the kingdom of God, thankfully, God keeps on sowing, and he expects us to do the same. We're still near the beginning of this new year to start some new habits. God is calling us to examine our hearts to see if there are any areas of wayside, stony, thorny ground, and if so, Let's pray and ask God to do whatever he needs to do and ask him to give us grace to do whatever we need to do to make sure our whole heart is good ground so his precious word can be sown in our heart, dig down deep roots in our heart, and bear forth fruit from our heart to glorify him and make disciples. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for what you wrote in your word, how you gave us direction and instruction from your word. I do ask you today to help us examine our own hearts there's anything in me, anything in any of us that should not be there, please forgive us. If my heart has been wayside ground, if your word can't even fall into my heart, please forgive me. If it's been stony and there are things in my life, disappointment in my life or persecution or anything that has caused the word of God to not be able to bear fruit, please forgive me. If there's cares, if I've crowded out my devotion, my walk with you because of a busy schedule, please forgive me. I want my heart to be good ground. I want your word to do what it is designed to do. I pray for all those listening. You would help us today, Jesus, to examine our hearts and allow you to do whatever you want to do so your word can indeed be sown in our heart and bring forth fruit to bless you, glorify you, and make disciples. I pray this today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much, Simplify listeners. Be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also share so you can share episodes with others and bless them and help them. This might even be a way, a little bit of sowing into somebody else's life. So be sure to share this with others. A couple great resources for you to draw closer to God and your walk with him. There's a Simplified devotional, which is available at Pentecostalpublishing.com and Amazon. And there is a book called 10 Words, which I wrote about the Ten Commandments that helps to understand what it meant for them, what it means for us. Those are also available on PentecostalPublishing.com and Amazon. And 10 Words is available on Audible, so you can listen rather than read if you prefer to do so. Or if you live in this Knox County, Mount Vernon, Ohio area, you can visit our charming bookstore at the corner of South Main and West Ohio, 
It is called Paragraphs, and Paragraphs carries Simplify and 10 Words. I want to thank God for His grace and for you loyal listeners who have been listening to Simplify and sharing Simplify with others. When we first started the podcast, we hit 100 episodes and 50,000 downloads right at the same time. But thanks to you, our downloads are very much up. Rather than having to wait for 200 episodes, it looks like we're going to hit 100,000 downloads at 175. Going to put us 25 episodes ahead of our pace. So thank you so much for listening. I do want to open up if you have any topics or devotions you would like me to share, please reach out to me on Facebook, lj.harry, or Instagram or Twitter, lj and Andrea, l-j-a-n-d-a-n-d-r-e-a. I'd love to share some things that are on your heart and how I could be a blessing to you and to those who are listening. So please do share that with me at those places. Next week, we'll continue these stories of Jesus, and I want to share with you a story called Weeds and Wheat. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.